What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Let's Work Some More podcast. Today, I have a dear friend from college with me, uh, Missy Era, and I want her to introduce herself, who she is, where she's from, and, and you know what 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 she does as of now. Hey, everyone. I am Sierra. I go by Danielle with my um, sexual things, so that's my alias. I am from Cincinnati. And I moved here in Houston about five years ago, and that's when I really kind of launched and went dove into my sexuality, into natural. Okay, cool. So um, can you define what it means to be sexually liberal to you? To me... Being sexual liberal is just kind of being aware just and 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 care free of others, I guess, opinions, no judgment, just being free with yourself however you are sexually. So whatever your limits are, whatever you enjoy, whatever makes you happy sexually, that's what I feel like that's what sexual liberation is. So don't put anybody's judgments or thoughts or what you think somebody may feel about it is what makes you happy, what makes you feel good. Do you feel like you look good in that? Do you feel attracted to yourself? Do you love yourself more? Do you like that position? And can you name some, like, some groups that have been marginalized or kind of pushed to the side as far as their sexual liberation goes because it was so taboo or it was so different from, you know, what everybody was used to? When you say groups, what do you mean? Uh, You know, for a long time, gay sexual relations were looked upon as, they were frowned upon before, you know, things started being legalized and they started getting their rights protected and stuff like that. So that's what I mean by just different groups that have been sexually suppressed. Even, even uh, you know, people that work on the street, um, mm-hmm. they've been suppressed and, you know, they've been marginalized and kind of treated less than human, in, you know, in particular cases. Yeah. Um, for me, I feel like I want to say women, black women. Um, any anything we really do is judged or looked down upon or critiqued. And if we are sexually liberated, some may fear that they may be judged. Some may feel like they may be called a hoe, a, a slut, or in that's a bad thing. That's what they would feel. Like they feel like they'd be looked down upon. They don't want to be labeled as such. Um, so they don't feel like they can dive into their sexual freedom. They feel like they have to be, I guess, kind of closed in or more closed off. Kind of like super traditional. Yeah. Yeah. And, and nothing is wrong with tradition. But right. why are you are you doing that tradition? Because that's what makes you feel good. That's what makes you happy. That's what turns you on or are you doing that traditional um, thing because that's what your mom wants you to do, your grandma or what you think the church wants? And most of the time it it is more than likely this is how I was raised and this is the only thing I know. This is the mm-hmm. my, you know, this is the only way I know how to operate, even though I may want to dibble and dabble or spread my wings or be more sexually liberal, I am kind of like constrained by these set of rules that's not even the real rules right it's not right. even it's just it's, but it's their rules 
But anyway, um, so I think we are, what are some of the largest stigmas concerning sex and misconceptions concerning sex? That sex is bad. Um, I feel like from a young age we're taught, you're not supposed to have sex, sex is bad, like kind of like husband. And it's it's not bad. Um, you should be aware. It's a lot of, I've actually been doing some reading and found out a lot of um, cultures actually embrace sexuality and sex, like at a young age, for children to let them know and let them know how to feel, I guess. So I don't, that's one of the biggest ones. Sex is bad. Like, it's not, it's not bad. Right, right. Honestly, it's, not a bad thing. It's, a, it's literally the only portal in the world for us to bring more life in. That, that's, that's the only way it can happen. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> wait, that's the only exactly. way. Okay. <laughs> but, um, so here's my next question. Does how black women are portrayed in the media, does that affect their treatment in real life? Like sexually, how we're, you know, especially I, I would say, I guess, in rap music and videos and um, shoot, even urban movies and television shows. Mm. I guess that can it can go two ways for me. Because for me, for one, um, if Cardi B says, what is something that she, what's a bar? Any of her bars that she may say, I might be like, ooh. A plenty. <laughs> yes, plenty, right? Ooh, I want, I want to do that. Oh, I got to try that. Or Trina, I'm going to go with Trina. I'm going to spin around and keep the dicks on my side. I literally had sex last week, and when I did that, I was singing her song. Like, I need to spin around and keep it. Like, I feel like that's what I needed to do, like, because that's like, ooh, that's a good move. So in that way, I feel like I'm influencing and stuff. But then other ways where I guess, a lot of women are rapping about sex or a lot of women may be shaking their ass or feel like we got to do that. Guys may feel like, oh, well, shoot, you dress like that. I can just touch you. No, I'm not in the video. You cannot touch me. I'm a human being. I dress like this for myself. Or, well, y'all rapping like that. Y'all singing a song. Why can't I do that? Let let me do that. Let me bust in your face. Let me just fuck you and not take you on a date. Let me, things like that. I feel like, yes, they hear that and they feel like, they can treat, a lot of people can treat black women any type of way because of what they hear and see. Right, right. So that is a misconception. And I think I've had an experience um, before where the guy was expecting some lights, camera, action type of stuff. <laughs> I, I just based off of, I guess, how he thought my body looked or, you know, mm-hmm. or, or what women with my shape are supposed to do. Mhm. And and he was just very uh, he was very surprised when I gave him that long ass speech like nah, uh, it it doesn't work like that. Really, we, really you could have just had a conversation with me before you ever had those kind of expectations of me anyway. And I just literally created a post. Do we have conversations before sex? Like, what type do we really have meaningful conversations and not like with the sky blue? Uh, I don't think I don't think I don't think we have meaningful conversations about how we want it to go. I don't think a lot of people even know what they truly truly like or even have the courage to tell a new sexual partner like this is how I like it done without seeming too um 
giving, you know, trying to give, like, I'm trying to give out too much direction or anything like that. I don't but think even we... deeper conversations, like, even if you don't want to talk about that until you experience the person. What about are you on birth control or when's the last time you had sex? Did you wear a condom? Are you a condom user? Um, when's Girl, the last time you I'm got checked? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I have never met a man that in the heat of the moment or even before then, like even if he, you know, we went on a few dates or whatever, I've never met a man that, is, that has been like at the point that he knows he's going to take you on a date. I feel like he he has in his mind either we, this is going to be long term or short term, but either way mm-hmm. it goes, sex is going to come up in the equation some kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I I think he knows if I'm trying to sexually pursue this woman in any sense, whether it just be dating or um, you know I just want to hit it and quit it or we going to do our thing and leave it alone. He don't care if you wore a car the last time. Because at this point, he's invested in you. He but doesn't... not even him. Now, you, we as a woman. Yeah, as a woman, of course. Ask the question. Because imagine kissing somebody like you did it. And I'm not, because obviously I don't. I am actually met two guys who have, they literally told me about their sexuality as far as like, oh, I just got checked, I'm clean, like open about going to the doctor. You just, you know, like you say, oh, okay. But thinking about like, oh, if I kiss this person... Is he having an outbreak? Like, or does he? Um, Things like that. Like, we don't think about that, but that could really affect us long term. Exactly. And I think um, a lot of women and men alike are scared to ask, especially, like, before a kiss, right? We think, like, it's harmless, the kiss is harmless, but they could literally be having an outbreak in their mouth. Exactly. And when you think about it, it's like, yikes, I need to be more cautious. Like, don't be embarrassed to ask. But we need to start. We have to start. And I think it'll cancel it'll cancel everything that's really not supposed to be close to you anyway. If a person is a, so offended that mm-hmm. you're asking about the status of their health because their health will affect your health because mm-hmm. of what y'all have to do, I don't think y'all should I don't think you should be even be interested in doing whatever you want to do with that person. Exactly. And I feel like that would turn me off if the person was upset. Exactly. But it, obviously it's an awkward conversation, but, I mean, sex is serious. I feel like sex is not bad, but sex is serious, and it's a, an adult thing to do. Like, you need to be – it comes with responsibilities. Like, Right, right, right. Okay, so my next question is, is masturbation a good technique to relieve stress, excuse me, and manifest our desires? You said, is it a good technique? Yes, to relieve stress and manifest our desires. Like, mm, yeah. Use it. Would you? Would you use? Would you consider using masturbation to relieve stress? And would you consider using masturbation to like? Well, really, it's the orgasm part that I read about. I, well, yeah. Let me go ahead and tell you. So <laughs> basically, I've been doing a little reading myself. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is everything is energy. Um, everything has a certain frequency and a vibration to it. And so sexual energy is some of the most powerful energy in the world. I mean, it's called, it's called kings and queens to literally fall and lose everything they had. I mean, sexual energy and tension is super, super powerful if used correctly. And so 
um, I started to kind of get into how to manifest through orgasms because at the point of your orgasm, like sometimes your soul literally does leave your body. Like I don't know if you've ever had one of those kind of orgasms. <laughs> I have. Uh, so at the point of, at the peak of the orgasm, if you concentrate, this is what you know my uh, research is saying. If you concentrate, you have to concentrate while having an orgasm. You have to concentrate on the thing that you desire. Oh shit. So you're concentrating on if you're trying to manifest a new apartment, if you're trying to manifest a new car or a new Are device. you? Girl, first of all, I will start masturbating right now and start manifesting. Are you serious? <laughs> like, dead ass. And so they have all of these, like, basically there's, like, thousands of reviews of people telling their stories about how they use uh use their orgasm to manifest their desires. Um, and so, I, you know, I started watching the videos of different people and really paying attention because, I mean, I'm not saying I masturbate all the time or anything. I'm just I saying do. That, sometimes, <laughs> I, that sometimes I do masturbate, <laughs> and I might as well not waste a good nut if, I, if it can be used. Okay. <laughs> I've been wasting plenty, so okay. <laughs> Listen. If it can be used to my uh to my advantage, I want to know how. You know, I have a few things I want to manifest. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Lord, and I will end it with a, Amen. <laughs> Please send it up there. <laughs> a minute, like seriously, but I feel like honestly, masturbation is a good way to start your day. Like it literally induces in, induces like happy hormones in your body. It, it releases mm-hmm. like powerful chemicals in our brain. So I, I can't, I mean, I do, but I am tired after I have sex and masturbate. Like, I'm not energetic. (laughs) I guess I could be after I lay down for a second. Yeah, see, I have to give myself a few moments after. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then I can probably pull up up some energetic stuff after that. But I definitely need that that beat. (laughs) Yeah, that, uh, you know that... Right after, when my heart is, like, calmed all the way down and I started breathing slow, I probably need, like, like 10, 15 minutes in between then and just hopping up. I don't just hop up, no. But I will say I'd be so motivated to get to working on whatever it is I've, I've been masturbating to, you know, manifest for that I'm excited about it. And mm. I feel like it's, I'm excited about, I'm talking about the goal, you know, I'm excited mm-hmm. about the goal because I feel like it's already in existence. I've already right. pushed it into my realm of reality. It's mm-hmm. here. I just have to show up and show that I'm willing to do the work. I like that. I like how you put that. Yeah. So, okay, here's my, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, how can we spice up our sex lives with toys, foreplay, ideas, any of it? You just you lay it on this. Spicing up your sex life, I feel like you should um, explore. Um, if you're a woman who feel like you never had an orgasm before, try a toy. Try a bullet if you're scared to put something in or maybe the rose. Um which I have in my store, a few items that you can start off with so you can 
feel and release, learn how to release or learn where your hot spots are so that you can instruct your partner so that you can release during sex. Um, if you already know how to orgasm, you got your partner, you're ready. Um, I definitely recommend, I like the um, duo toys uh, that you insert in your vagina and it stimulates your clit. Those are fun. They can start you off with that, and then they can start doing the work. And also, like, bondage gear, like, strap your arms into the bed, Uh, wear an outfit, like, just just make it spicy, play roles, like, just have fun. Like, the moment where sex is not fun anymore, you need to take a beat. Sex should be fun. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be a headache. It shouldn't be a super hard thought. It should just flow, and it should be fun. You should maybe catch yourself laughing while you have sex. Like, I don't know. I, I laugh a few times but like at myself. excited about sex. Like, I should be yeah. looking forward to my, um, what do they call it? What do they call it now when you go pack your bag? I be look, I should be looking forward to that. <laughs> what they yeah. call it, my bag? <laughs> your th- oh, your whole bag, the whole bag. Yeah, I should be looking when I pack my whole bag. I should have a smile on my face. You should, and if you don't, it's like why am I? It's why am I going there then? Now I wanted to say something about the hot spot. Listen, now I stumbled on a hot spot, but it wasn't my. I, I, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so you stumbled on your partner's hot spot? No. <laughs> No, he stumbled on my hot spot. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he stumbled on my hot spot because I didn't know that that was good. Okay, let me just say what happened. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we doing to do whatever. Everything's normal. Everything's feeling great. He's like, yeah, it feels great. I'm like, yeah, it feels great. Then, yeah, feels next great. thing I know, I feel a thumb. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Like future, wants, put the thumb in the butt. He was he was supposed to fucking tell me. <laughs> it ain't but the same what they tell you. He was supposed to tell me that he was about to try to slip something right quick, you know. But he did it. He did it. So I I was caught off guard. I wasn't ready. I wasn't. I I'm gonna have to put that in here. I was <laughs> not ready. Wow, I almost fell off the bed. I was just because you know I don't do anal sex and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that thumb really <laughs> threw the whole situation off a little bit. I was like, whoa, hey. It intensifies the moment. Yeah, you're supposed to tell people when you can do that. But he did it one more time, and I loved it. And that probably was some of the best sex me and that gentleman ever had. Yeah, ever. But I, that, I'm not going to lie, though. I like to, maybe I like to be prepared, too, like you said, um, just because everything, Time I get it for the first time in a while, like let's say just put the thumb in the butt, like actually put it inside. I get like feel like I got a shit. Like what the fuck? Hold on, wait. <laughs> what is about to happen? Am I about to shit on? Like stop, take it out. I don't want you to have shit on your thumb. Like I don't know what's about to happen. So I feel you. I need to be prepared a little bit because not I, I got shit in my ass all day. Like obviously I wipe my ass, but it's just like. I don't know. You know that feeling like it's one way out. It's like I'm not used to stop going. <laughs> because right, and you don't, and he don't know. I could have had diarrhea all day today. <laughs> you know, like that's what I mean by warn me because I don't. 
You're right. Personally, you know, I can wipe the outside, but I'm but not who's going all of, exactly. You know, I'm not. I'm not like dishing my asshole or nothing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we gotta start, girl. We gotta start <laughs> because you know I just understand. You can't. That's why the warning is necessary because what if you pull your thumb out and you're not happy? <laughs> exactly, girl. And that is why. Yeah, I feel you now. Okay, yes. But if I'm used to, like, okay, I know this nigga be putting thumbs and butts. <laughs> like, this is my partner who does that nasty, nasty stuff. Like, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to just be like, all right. Yeah, he's a, But it he's do feel good, that pressure. But honestly, they don't even have to put the whole thumb in the butt. Like, they can just kind of, like, push on it and, like, push up. Push from it. That's it. That feels so good, though. Oh, my God. The pressure? It do. It do. It do. I ain't even going to lie. Mm. Okay, so here's my last question. Um, when do you think it's appropriate to introduce a child to, like, their uh, sexual organs and things of that nature? I I honestly feel like at the beginning. It may be uncomfortable for us and other people because we were taught, oh, that's your private part and that's the, like, all these soft words, so when we do hear the word vagina or penis in class, we start laughing because we don't really hear often. But um, honestly, I witnessed my um, father um, and my stepmom raise my sister, and they she started off like, that's the vagina, that's the penis, like, and not even hiding it from her, but so that she can know. So that if something is happening, my vagina, somebody touched my vagina or somebody touched my penis or like just so they no Google guy guys be straight up with them. You don't have to say honestly pussy and dick. That's inappropriate. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but no. these are your breasts. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, you can say these are your private areas, but that, like let them know what it is. Identify them so that they don't feel ashamed of it either. Like, okay, this is my vagina. Ooh, you brought up at a super important point. Um, of of them not feeling ashamed of their private areas, like gee, everybody got a private, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has genitalia. So the only thing you need to do is let an adult know if somebody inappropriately touches one of those areas, mm-hmm. and, and let them know you don't. These areas aren't to be touched. These are private for you. Like, do you use the restroom? Wipe yourself, like, don't allow anyone to touch your area. You know what I'm saying? And even if they're okay, be like, uh-uh, mama, that's my private. Like, you're right. And let them know what you're doing. You're right, but I have to wipe your butt because you don't wipe well enough. So I'm about to wipe you. Like, let them know. Communicate. Don't be afraid or don't feel like you don't owe your child that because that may come in help handy one day. Um, but I feel like my sister was well aware of it. Like, and she shocked me. I'm saying vagina and stuff and she was like three years old like vagina your private your private part like no my vagina <laughs> girl when I tell you uh I've been asking my mom since my daughter was just months old uh when is a good time to teach her about her parts when but I think that also stems from me being um sexually abused when I was younger mm. I just don't I don't want her to be at a place where she doesn't know what her privates are. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know, you know, what a good touch or a bad touch is. There's this book that I ordered for her called Good Touch, Bad Touch. Mm-hmm. And so that way, even if, like, maybe one of the daycare providers 
or somebody who really is supposed to take care of her, you know, has mm-hmm. to help her wipe uh, so she doesn't have poop all in her, you know, in her panties mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, she still knows what's an appropriate, you know, good touch. Right. And so I've been um, kind of trying to work on teaching her that, um, even though she's just two and she just mm-hmm. turned two. So she's still kind of, you know, trying to get it down. But before she goes to daycare, that's like my, that is my biggest fear. Um, it's just my daughter, you know, being sexually mishandled while I'm mm-hmm. not around and me not being able to protect her. And so thank you for that um, information, which is super, super vital to a lot of parents. Yes. Um, and make sure you have that open communication too, like you said, like so she can feel like if I tell you something, you won't overreact. So if your child do say something, work on reacting last. Work on hearing it thinking about what you need to hear and then reacting. Because if you react on something like, say, if she, something happens and she says something, and you're like, ah, I'm about to do this. She's probably like, well, maybe, like, she'll start doubting herself. Or may, you just make sure that they don't feel like they can. They need to hide. They can talk she'll to either, you. She'll either doubt herself because I overreacted or think that that overreaction is necessary every single time. Mm-hmm. And so she'll either act out or be so scared that she won't tell me anymore. Yeah. And that's like literally what most children do after being sexually abused. They either shut down or act out and on down the line end up repeating the behavior because mm-hmm. it, it was suppressed and they didn't tell anybody and they were scared. Um, and so this is a, a super, super good conversation, which this reminds me so much, and I hate to bring this man up, Maybe this can be the last question. It reminds me of R. Kelly. Mm. He was sexually abused as a child. Very very well known. And so what happens when you don't tell anybody? Um, I feel like you start developing mental health issues as well. Like Absolutely. Like whoever, because I feel like people who do do things that are not right, like assault children or assault anyone, I don't think that they're just normal. I feel like it is something mentally wrong. It might not be diagnosed yet. Nobody might not know, but it's something. They're not all the way there because what is making you want to cause harm to this person or make make you feel like you're better than this person to do that? So I feel like um, or but you were hurt like R. Kelly, like he was hurt. Trauma. I think it's straight up Sexual per- perversion, you know, and I think that's a that's a, that's mental too. It you definitely. Oh, I'm so glad you correlated the two. That's mental too. It's, it's so you got to figure it out. And because some people are just addicted to what they shouldn't have. Like mm-hmm. there was a man that uh, would molest children. I mean, excuse me, not he would he would kidnap the kids, take pictures of them while they were naked, but would not molest them. He was addicted to holding on to the pictures of naked children, which mm. is a mental difference. Like no, no satisfaction for him. You don't touch nothing. You don't get nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. And so um, I'm going to make mm. sure I include some mental health hotlines and some suicide awareness hotlines after we get off of this call. I'm mm. going to add them. I'm going to edit them on uh, so that 
anybody, of, you know, anywhere, some sexual abuse hotlines that they can call and reach out to people um, that can help them immediately. So Yeah. But, um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of your insight. Please tell people where they can get whatever they need to get from you. I need website links. I need everything, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Yes, uh, follow me at Two Natural. That is my um, organization. That is where I drop all sex ed facts or drop my literature, my novels that I write, and have my sex toys. Um, you can go to twonatural.org. That's T-W-O, natural.org. Or follow me on Instagram at Two Natural. And my personal Instagram is come, C-U-M, Read my books. Period. 